And so I wanted to take some time to share with you guys what's been my experience uh, so far in trying to switch uh, to being uh, more missional in my community. Uh, if I'm honest, it hasn't been as easy as I thought it might be. A uh, missional community has been uh, difficult to do. Uh, one of the reasons uh, that I think that it's been difficult to do is that I've had to realize through uh, trying to be more missional in the community is that I had to realize that I spend probably 90% of my time with Christian people. And it's really hard to be missional when you're spending all of your time with Christians. And I'm not just talking about, you know, talking with people, because I'm a friendly person. I can uh, go into a room, I can chat with people, I can go uh, to my local coffee shop, I start talking with people, but really, who am I spending time with? And I had to, to realize that the reason I'm not being as successful with missional community is that I'm spending so much of my time with Christian people. So, you know, the changes, I think, are coming slower than I would have thought that they would come because, you know, it really is taking time for me to, to change some of the ways that I do things. It's uh, taking time for me to realize that if I'm going to uh, be missional, I need to change some of the places that I'm going, change some of the ways that I do things. And I've been trying to uh, invite people uh, to be involved with people, but I realize that even some of my invites aren't necessarily um, as engaging as I might want them uh, to be. There's been some people at uh, some of my son's scouting events uh, that I've been talking to and uh, trying to do stuff, but when I'm asking them to do stuff that's on my schedule, they're not always able to do stuff when I have time. So I'm having to say, you know what? <clears throat> I've got to free up more time. I've got to be more available to even go to more of uh, the scouting events. Like if I'm going to reach these couple guys at the, the scout stuff, I need to be more available and going to more events. Uh, the troop that we go to in Hilliard, they are constantly doing stuff. And I'm realizing that even a lot of the stuff that they're doing is happening on Sunday mornings. It's happening on Sunday afternoon. It's happening on Sunday evening. And these are all times that I've already, you know, Sunday for me is pretty much scheduled. I'm at church every Sunday morning. Sunday afternoon, I'll do something with someone from the church. Sunday evening, we have real. And I'm not saying I'm going to stop doing those things, but I've got to find time when I can be with these people. If we're going to if we're going to do missional community, you know, I've had to realize that if I'm asking you guys to pray about being missional and to give up time, it's also going to cost me time. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out where is that time going to come from? When is it, uh, when is it going to happen? So I just wanted to start off by, you know, just telling you a little bit that I think I'm, I think I'm really suited for missional community, because I'm, I'm a relational person. I think people think 
I'm suited for it. But it's not, it's not just something that always happens instantly. And so I just wanted to you know, give you a little report of how I've been doing. And now, some of the people in, in our group, it seems like they're just following, like a lot of things are happening, but they, if they were up here sharing, they might share different difficulties with you about what's hard for them about missional community so far. Um, another thing, so with me not being able to build these relationships, you know, John's been teaching uh, groups of people in the church the discipleship Bible study. I haven't gotten, you know, anywhere with people like that so far. You know, I have a lot of small uh, uh, conversations, but I haven't uh, broke through yet, if you want to say. I haven't really found uh, my niche. I haven't found uh, this place that's really working. And so today I want to look at what are some things that stand in the way of us uh, being more missional. And when I look at these things today, I want us to think that, or I want you guys to think about that some of these that I mentioned may not be uh, an issue for, for you. Uh, some of them may be an issue for you. But as I'm bringing these up, I'm just bringing them up to help you uh, to begin to think about what might be standing in your way. And because you're going to have to go to God, and you're going to have to wrestle with Him about how you're going to be more involved in missional community. Because as a church, or as a local body, this is the direction that I think we really want to head. And that's why we're uh, continually talking about it. So, uh, the point, some of the points that I'm going to bring up about missional community are things that I found uh, from an article, not from Relevant, you know, which I do read some of the relevant articles, uh, but this is from a network called VergeNetwork.org, uh, <laughs> and uh, they uh, they have a lot of discussions on there uh, for leaders, and uh, this discussion for leaders was talking uh, mainly to leaders, so I've changed this up some. Uh, this was talking to leaders about, hey, as leaders, we need to realize some of the things that are going through uh, the people, some of the things that the people in our church are going through when it comes to uh, starting a missional community. Uh, so when we look at these points, uh, I want you guys to be thinking about, is this something that's standing in my way of being more missional? Or is this something that just gets the ball rolling with you that you can be thinking about, okay, you know, I need to be asking God, what is keeping me from being more missional? So, the first one that, I, especially us as the leadership, that I think that we have to uh, realize, and this is even for myself, is that change is difficult for most people. I think that if we're going to uh, be moving towards being more missional, we have to recognize that change is not easy. Uh, a lot of the reasons that change is not easy is that many of us are creatures of habit. You know, we like to do the same thing every day. Uh, we don't realize that, but we get stuck uh, in ruts. We get stuck in doing the same thing, and when that changes, it's hard for us. So I think we need to uh, be able to admit that fear uh, can be uh, something that is keeping us 
from being missional. Uh, I've already said this, that I have to admit that if fear of being more missional is difficult for me, then I'm sure that for some of you, it's difficult as well. So how are we going to get past uh, some of the fears and difficulties and some of the changes of us, some of the changes that we need uh, to look on, to look at and being a missional community? I believe that one of the things that we have to do uh, to be a more missional church and to get past the difficulties are, is that we need to share our concerns with one another. And one of the things that, as a leader in this church, and John and other people in the church, I think I want to make clear to you guys is that as we're moving forward in missional community, you guys need to be sharing with us what are your concerns, what things do you think are difficult, what things do you think are not reasonable, what things are you finding hard, because as we share uh, these difficulties with one another, as we share uh, the struggles that we're having in missional community, as I understand what some of your struggle, struggles are, then I think we can move uh, forward. Um, one of the things for me that I realize is, you know, John mentioned it uh, in the, um, what he called Back to the Future uh, meeting. He mentioned that, you know, I've switched up some of my hours here at the church, so I'm doing a part-time job, and that's helping uh, with some other things. But I think it's been really good for me to see what it's like to have a job where I have to be at the job at a certain time every day, you know, because if I don't show up, I get fired, right? You know, working here at the church, I could, my schedule is very different. You know, I might get phone calls at all times of the day or night and stuff like that, but my schedule is very different. It changes every day. But through working this other job, it's helping me see what you guys have to go through to also be missional more. And so I think it's helping me have a better understanding. And so we need to be sharing these things with each other. And you need to know that as we're moving forward and being more missional, that you can come and talk to us and tell us about the concerns. Because if you don't tell us about the concerns that you have about us moving towards being a more missional community, most of the time you just end up voting with your feet when you leave the church, right? And go to another church that's more suited towards what you want to do. And we want to avoid that. And then the other thing that, you know, and John is constantly talking about this, and we have uh, the stuff with uh, the prayer vigil, is we need to, of course, be praying more. We need to let God know about the difficulties that we're facing, and we need to uh, look to Him. Uh, I think one of the other things that they point out in this uh, article is that we have to realize that many of us have fears and concerns about stepping out to do missional community because uh, for some of us it might feel like we're going uh, to the front lines. We, we need to be... Hold on, sorry. We need to be... Uh, honest with you guys about missional community, and we need to realize that uh, we really are engaging in a spiritual war uh, for these people that we're trying to share the gospel with, that we are engaged in a a war for their souls, we're engaged for every woman and man and child, that we're stepping on the front lines to show people 
uh, God's love. That when we step out to do missional community, it really does cost us something. It costs us time with our family. It costs us money. It costs us uh, spiritual warfare. In this article, uh, there's a guy named Bob Hopkins, and he wrote, I often wonder if our enemy is genuinely okay with leaving good, well-meaning Christians alone so long as they don't actively engage with what's truly happening in the heavenlies. Leading a missional community is a declaration of war. It's choosing to live in what Jesus said to Peter in Matthew 16. The gates of hell will not prevail. They can't keep you out. That's offensive language, not defensive. The front line charge into the enemy territory. And so we have to realize that when we're doing missional community, there is going to be a struggle. And it's not always going to be easy because we're facing a very real enemy. And I know that uh, some people, as they've uh, tried to step out and to be more missional, you know, you might have uh, struggles within your family. Maybe your wife would like you to be at home more or vice versa. You know, there's going to be different things that we face as we're trying to do uh, missional community because we really are engaged in a spiritual uh, battle. Uh, I'm not going to hit, I want to go through a few of these. I'm not going to go very deep into some of these because my point this morning, I think, is more uh, just to get you guys to realize that, you know, there really are things that are keeping us from being missional. And I'm probably, I might, you know, hit on a few of these for some of you. But for some of you, that's not the struggle. And you're going to have to spend time with God and find what is keeping you from uh, engaging in this. So uh, we've said this is one that I realize uh, that I think has made an impact on the church. And this came uh, from when I was a a young Christian. It says, uh, we've said yes to a gospel that has more to do with the future uh, than the present. And what I mean by that is that everything is about getting to heaven. Everything that you hear uh, from the pulpit, everything that you talk about as a Christian is, I want to get to heaven, I want to be in heaven. And that's good, but sometimes when we're so heavenly focused, we become, everyone's heard that probably before, we become no earthly good, right? So as a kid, uh, growing up in the church that I grew up in, uh, you know, it kind of felt like, Everything was all about getting to heaven, avoiding the people and places that are headed to hell in a handbasket, right? We were told, you know, you don't want to be around the world, don't go to dances, don't go to movies, uh, don't be around people that aren't uh, like-minded and of the same faith. But in missional community, we have to do the opposite. We need to be out with the people if we're going to reach them uh, for Christ. Uh, I used to, when I traveled with uh, some people doing missions work, there were people that it seemed like all they were concerned about was, you know, getting people to heaven. And it was a good thing. But it's like, sometimes it felt like, you know, and this might sound uh, crash, I don't even know how you say that word, crass. This might sound crass. But, (laughs) But it's like, basically... Sometimes it felt like we should get people saved and then shoot them in the head, you know? Because I know this sounds weird, but 
hey, it's just about getting them to heaven, right? And so it's like, let's preach the gospel, get them to confess their sin, and boom. That's all there is to this life, you know? But there really is more to it than just getting people saved, right? We want to uh, share with people about Christ's love. I believe that he didn't just put us here uh, just to be heaven-focused. I think we need to uh, strike a balance that we need to... uh, Let's see. I think we need to strike a balance and live in the present, experiencing Christ fully and remain hopeful for his return. And that will allow us to live our missional purpose. So, uh, otherwise... You know, if we're just, I also believe that if we're just heaven focused, uh, that missional community and discipleship aren't going to be an important thing to us. Uh, And I know if I was reaching out to some of my friends, I might have to, you know, take some time to really show them that their theology is only heaven focused. But I think we need to uh, be concerned uh, for what God created here on earth, right? Why would he go through all the trouble of making the creation that he did, placing us here on earth if we were just supposed to get saved and go to heaven? It's more than that. Heaven is important, and I look forward to it. But let's be, you know, let's just uh, strike a good balance because that's how we're going to love God and uh, love our neighbor. Uh, I think also, too, that many of us have a fear of failure, you know, we get, um, we're afraid uh, to fail. Uh, this could probably be uh, something that, you know, we just did one talk on. So again, I'm just hitting uh, some of the points, some of the things I think that are standing in our way. Uh, but this is how I, I don't always do this, if I'm honest, but this is how I would like to live. You know, this isn't how I always do it. But uh, I'd rather, if we're not, well, sorry, if we're not taking risks, we're essentially attempting to get, uh, sorry, if we're not taking risks, we're essentially not attempting to get anywhere new. True risk-taking knows failure is a real possibility. On the flip side, if you go into an endeavor attempting to avoid failure, you're being counterproductive. So I know that uh, a lot of times, I don't want to try things that I know I'm going to fail. Like, I'm not going to try and dunk a basketball in front of a bunch of people, right? You know, that may, that may or may not happen. I don't know, right? Because I have a, a fear of failure. But I'd rather attempt it than not, right? Um, so we'll go try that out here later. It doesn't always feel like this when something is failing, but when I look back at it, I'd rather fail trying to do something I believe God was asking me to do than, tr- than not try at all. Plus, I believe God is more concerned with our willingness than how something ended up. I talked about this uh, during our Measuring What God Measures talk. You know, we need, to, uh, we need to try to put away the fear of failure. And I know I'm not supposed to do this because they say not to, but, you know, I've been working through a fear of failure speaking up here on Sunday mornings. I stopped speaking for a long time because I started to experience a fear. You know, it was so much easier to get up in front of crowds of 30,000, 60,000, 80,000 people 
but I created a fear for myself at my own church. And so sometimes it's not easy for me to get up here and do, and do this on Sunday morning, and I just get gripped with fear. I get gripped, my, I get gripped with anxiety, but it's better for me to get up here and do this and keep doing it and get small victories than to not, you know? And so that's a, a life example for myself is that, you know, I, I don't know why. It's like I get so nervous. Like, if you guys could fill my chest right now, besides the working out, it's, <laughs> it's as tight as can be, you know, because I just get this fear. But I don't want the enemy to keep me down because I might stumble through a few things, but I might say some things that make a difference in someone's life. And so if we're going to be missional, we have to get past our fears. We have to get past, well, I'm afraid to talk to people. I'm afraid to go out and be amongst different people where I'm not comfortable. We've got to get past that, and we've got to let uh, Christ uh, use us. And if we're not out there trying, you know, it's, it's just not good. You know, companies, successful companies know that they've got to accept failure. And if we want to have a successful ministry, if we want to have successful um, outreaches, we've got to know that failure comes along with it. I've failed a lot. I, you know, even though speaking in front of crowds was easier for me, there was one time in New Zealand I got up to speak and I couldn't think and I just said, uh, someone else is going to have to come up <laughs> and do this. I just lost every thought that I had. You know, and luckily we always talked about being instant in and out of season. You know, we, we, we probably abused that saying, but, you know, I just handed the mic to someone like it was a relay and said, here you go, have fun, and left the stage, did a little mic drum. Okay, uh, the fifth thing is, is that quite simply, and we won't spend a lot of time on this, is uh, we don't want to reorder our lives as uh, as. Westerners, you know, we become used to the things that, that we want to do. Uh, we have more time than anyone has ever had on this planet because of all the, the services and goods that we can take advantage of, but yet we still don't want to give up some of that precious time because it does. It takes a reordering of our life. Being missional causes us to go against uh, what we see around us. Um, it is a huge change. And I want to be upfront about that because I don't want you guys, as we switch to this missional community, to just think that, oh, if we do this, we'll have God's blessing on us, and it's easy. Because it's not going to be easy, because just some of the things that we're experiencing as a group, it's not always easy to get together. It's, you know, our kids have different sporting events. There's uh, scheduling conflict. Sometimes we go a month without meeting because we're all busy uh, doing other things, but there's still, you know, we still have a commitment uh, to try and make this happen. Uh, and I think, too, what I want to drive home about this is that when I talk about us not wanting to reorder our lives, I'm not even talking about non-Christians. I'm just talking about people 
in the church, you know, us as Christians, we don't want to reorder our lives to see people come to the kingdom because it costs us our schedules. And that's me too. Like, I'm facing this. Like, I might be, uh, when I'm with people, I'm an extrovert, but I love alone time. You know, I like to have my own time, and that's probably why I stay up so late, because, you know, I just like to do what I want to do. If I want to watch The Office four or five episodes, I do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my goodness, i got to go to bed. i got to be up at 5.30 in the morning or whatever. Uh, but, um, you know, we don't want to rearrange our schedules. Uh, and a lot of this is not... Uh, isn't necessarily your problem, but it's even the church leadership. As leadership, we've allowed uh, the people that fill our churches to just become consumers. We've allowed the church to be a place that you come to on Sunday morning and you hear a talk and then you leave and you go do what you want to do. And we've, we've done that part in... And this, the, church is, the church is changing you know, that some of the reason, I, I don't believe we've done that here, but some of the reason why we've made the church such a consumer thing is, especially in the Western world, is because our staff gets paid, and they need money to pay their bills, and so we learned that if we preach good sermons, you know, if we do this, if we uh, meet their needs, then they come and they give, and then we can take care of the things that, that we need to do. So as leadership, I think we have to acknowledge that we want to change that. One of the reasons why we want to go back to missional communities is we want to say, you know what, we want to give the power back to the people. And that's why we're not telling you guys, if you want to do a missional community, you have to do this, you have to do that. We want to know, what are you already doing? What is your passion? What are you already involved in that you can take the gospel to? Whether it's horses, you know, or uh, baseball, or whatever things that you guys are already doing. We want to give it back to the people and say, you know, if we're going to make this happen, if we're going to reach people for Christ, it's not going to be them coming in these doors and just hearing a good teaching, repenting, and becoming Christians. It's going to be done through you guys out there at your jobs, uh, out there in the community, reaching people through Christ. And through that, we can make a bigger impact on our community. Um, and then this is the last thing uh, that I wanted to talk about um, today. And again, uh, as I talk about these points, remember that each of us might have something different going on in us that is keeping us back uh, from missional community. So, let me see how do I want to do this. Uh, okay, this is how I'll do this. Does anyone have $5 that they would like to give me? Or a dollar, a quarter? Go ahead and bring it up here. If you got a dollar, a quarter, five bucks, 20 bucks, and I'm going to put something in the pot too, so I've got... 20 bucks, we've got 25, 
Anyone else? There's no pie. There's no raffle. If there was a raffle, we'd get more. All right. That's awesome. Oh, good. We've got some new made money here. Oh, hey, that's pretty cool. We've got Canadian money. That is pretty sweet. Okay, so this is kind of the last thing. Um, I think one of the things that we don't understand is that we really don't, and this was a big vineyard value that I think we've kind of lost, is that, oh, you got an envelope? Oh, wow. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay. See, I wasn't expecting that. That's pretty neat. Okay, so one of the things that I think that that we don't understand or that we've lost uh, here in the church is that we don't have an understanding of what small things done for the kingdom can do. We've lost, I think we've lost some of that, especially in the variant, because we used to do, like, we'd go out and give out waters, we'd give out Cokes, we'd give out all kinds of stuff, and we just uh, do these small touches that would make a big difference in people's lives. So one of the things that I've decided uh, to be better about is that I want to be a better tipper. Okay? And one of the things that I've been doing is uh, I order, uh, probably one of the reasons I haven't lost some of this, is when I'm here at the church, I'll order pizza uh, from Jets over here. Okay? And when the guy comes to bring the pizza, I try to do, I just came up with this, I don't know why I chose this number, and it's not even that big of a tip, but I decide that I'm not going to give them less than a 22% tip. Why 22%? I don't know. There's, I'm not into the Bible with numbers or anything like that. <laughs> well, my Bible does have numbers, but there is an actual numbers Bible where everything has a significant meaning, and I don't, I don't know. And if you're into that, that's cool too, because I don't want to put that down. But anyways, I decided that whenever Jet's Pizza comes here, that I'm going to give them a good tip, okay? Now, we, do, we have someone at this church that works at that Jet's, okay? And it turned out that one day, when I gave the guy a good tip at the church, he went back to Jet's Pizza, and he talked about all these guys in a Jet's Pizza. And if anyone's ever worked fast food, pizza environments and stuff like that, or restaurant environments, are not necessarily church-friendly environments, okay? And some of the guys are doing things that you just may not agree with. But anyways, because of that tip, they had a discussion for quite a while in that shop about that the Christians at the vineyard are generous people, okay? Now, I wasn't there. I didn't preach the gospel to anyone. I didn't uh, share the truth with anyone, but I just simply gave them a good tip, and through that tip, over time, like now, uh, I've I've heard that now when we call, people want to come here, (laughs) you know? Because they know they're going to get 
a good tip, right? And so through that, we've started a conversation, and, the, and Steve working there is able to build off of that conversation and make more ground with people because of a simple tip. A 22% tip can make a difference. And so I think what goes along with that about us not realizing what uh, small things can do, can do is that we've also, in the church, we've gotten away from experiencing God's uh, truth in the community. We come, you know, and I'm not trying to kill the Sunday morning church off, okay? But what I am saying is we need to come and have fellowship and we need to have community. But if we're only doing this, then the kingdom will never grow. We have to be in our community, and we need to share Christ's love with people, and sometimes it can be through a simple tip. So what I want to do today is that also, along with a simple uh, tip, is that we need to trust each other here in this community, and that's what this represents here, is that I want to know who's going out to lunch today. Who's going to go out to a restaurant this afternoon? All right, come up here. And I want you guys to take this money, and I want you to leave this as a tip, okay? And I don't want you to uh, include a track with the tip, okay? Please do not include a, a track, but if you write a simple, I don't even... If you just write a simple note that says, God bless, or something like that, because I don't want to tell you what to do, but definitely leave it as a tip, okay? Oh, here, you want to give them the Canadian coin, too? <laughs> okay? So, you weren't, did you want me to give this to the person with the tip? No. Or is that for the church? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so take this coin and can you catch it? I'm a bad tosser. Okay. All right, so what I want to do real quick is let's just stand up and we're going to believe that through Matt and Sarah that God is going to do something with this tip today. Okay, And so the cool thing is, is that we're all, even if you didn't put money in the pot, through praying through them right now, we're all going to be involved in this blessing. And so we're all experiencing something for the kingdom. It's bigger than us. We have to not only do stuff that we're involved in, but we also have to do stuff that we're allowing other people to be involved in. And... We have to trust that one day someone will get to pick that fruit, you know, because all of us sow into this stuff. So let's pray that God would use Matt and Sarah to have a divine appointment with a, with a waiter or a waitress today. So, Lord, I just pray uh, for Matt and Sarah Coker today as they go out to eat, wherever they go out to eat, God, that you would just use them to be a witness uh, through kindness today to this waiter or waitress. I pray, God, 
that uh, you would just give them a divine appointment. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that we don't know what this waiter or waitress is going through and just how this small gift today will bless them. And God, that on a Sunday, that they'll just be happy that they got a good tip and they weren't gypped by another Christian. Uh, God, I just uh, speak peace. I just pray, God, that you would just uh, bless that gift. And uh, God, I just pray that you would create conversation in that restaurant. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so in closing, uh, today, as you guys leave here, again, I hope that, I I know it took me a while to get going, um, but I just hope that you will leave this place and think about what are the things that are holding you back from being more missional. So some of the things that that we covered is, if you think about how to apply this to your life, is maybe you need to ask God, what is difficult for me? God, uh, what is keeping me from engaging in being missional? Uh, God, what do I need to reorder in my life to be more missional? And God, help me to be intentional with the small things. And I really do encourage you guys, if we just continue to go out in our community and do small things and trust God and not worry about the results, you know, that God will show up and that he'll do 